health and well-being, it certainly is. Peter Mullen, good afternoon. Big show today. Good afternoon, Mark. So you're going to be crossing food with the coronavirus and covering a lot of that sort of stuff, generally speaking, today. Yeah, how to um, try and boost our immune system, how to try and have a healthy immune system with, you know, just all the, the stuff going on in the world today. So, um, yeah. We'll have a look at that, plus your calls and health concerns and matters. Now, I've been watching you as you walk through the door, Peter. You're not... No sniffles, no cold or flu-like symptoms. So you not, may you may not have it. So far, so mm. far, so good. But uh, very seriously, though, this coronavirus business—it is something that is creating a lot of panic and concern right across the world. I mean, from what we from what we understand, how is it all sort of working? Well, look, it's it's quite um, extraordinary in some respects. Like even just in your news bulletin just before the twelve o'clock news, they were talking about. Um, interest rates being dropping because the yeah. people's uh, um, confidence in the economy is crashing because of, you know, on back of the bushfires and then now there's um, coronavirus as well. Mind you, not that they've got that far to go. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably if they're under, under a percent, so I don't know how far you go past that. Well, look, today I was going to talk about um, organic, um, eating Eat organic, it. and but, uh, there we go. <laughs> But I thought we might do a bit of a segue and talk more about how to have a healthy, robust immune system because there is there's there's quite a bit of information out about these viruses mm. and the coronaviruses are actually a large family of viruses which may cause illnesses in animals and or humans. So the this this COVID nineteen um, it's it's a it's a it's from a family of viruses that have been around for a long time. Um, in humans, several coronaviruses are known to cause respiratory infections, ranging from common cold to more severe diseases such as Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, called MERS, and also Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, which was SARS. Um, and so the SARS virus um, are related to each other genetically, but they're different. So SARS, interestingly... You mean corona, the one that we've got now? Uh, what did I say? SARS. Yeah, the virus that causes okay. the coronavirus mm. and the one that causes SARS are related to each other genetically. They're both coronaviruses. That's certainly some family tree it's got going there. Absolutely. But SARS was much more deadly but less infectious than the COVID-19. Mm. Um, and there have been no outbreaks of SARS anywhere in the world since 2003. So why do we think that is, firstly? don't know yeah it's interesting isn't it because one of the things um i went to a seminar yesterday and there was a lady there talking about the coronavirus and one of the challenges is that the coronavirus is a different type of virus from the normal flu virus and that uh, it's one that our immune system may not recognize as quickly or in the same way as it does the the um, flu virus so it's got the potential for us to get infected fairly easily and it can sort of sneak up on us a bit um, what this um, um, presenter was also talking about was that, and this this freaked me out a little bit, so I hope I'm not freaking out listeners, but she said basically the coronavirus is like the flu virus, and we know every year in the sense that every year we are all exposed to the flu virus. That makes sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So every year um, these viruses circulate around the world. Um, the flu virus we get this year will be the different to the flu virus we had last year because the flu virus continually changes. So most of us, if not all of us, will also get exposed to the coronavirus. 
which is that's interesting. A, that's disturbing on some level, but it kind mm. of makes sense if it's in the same vein as a flu virus. It really is almost impossible to... I mean, I know there's all these travel bans, there's all sorts of other things happening, but, you know, I mean, it hasn't taken a heck of a long time before it to sort of reach... It is now in every continent of the world except Antarctica. Um, but, you know, there's travel, there's goods that are coming in and, and yep. from everywhere in the world. So yep. the world is a very small place these days. Well, more and more because of the amount of travel, I guess, as well. So, the, Well, if you think corona- about it a couple of hundred years ago, I mean, if, you know, if the, the poor fellows on Captain Cook's Endeavour got, you know, by the time he got here, it's, it's, it's a non-event. But now you can jump on a plane and, you know, 48 hours later, you could have infected a whole bunch of people on the other side of the world. Yeah, and look, the other thing to keep in mind, so um, the, this virus is potentially life-threatening for the very old and particularly people that have health conditions um, and also the young that are also um, immunologically challenged as well. So, Having said that, that is fairly similar to what that's the same sort of thing you would read if we were talking about the flu, Yeah, the general absolutely. flu. Yeah, Absolutely, and every year we know that hundreds of thousands of people worldwide die from the flu virus as well so um so yeah so it's a different type of virus it's much more trans transmissible and easily spread kind of like as easily transmittable as our flu is so the challenge i think for all of us is that it is another type of virus that will be you know we'll become in contact with how do we keep ourselves healthy how do we try and have a healthy robust immune system to try and that if we do because a lot of us will get this um, virus in our system and we'll get a a cold or a sniffle or a, you know, mild symptoms. But um, at the moment, the biggest challenge is the that, you know, everyone's working really hard to stop this virus from spreading. So if you do leave the country and if you do get sick, the challenge isn't always about even whether you're going to get sick. It's going to be whether you're allowed to come back in the country again. So it is, it'd be like trying to say, you know, we're going to stop the flu virus from coming to Australia this mm. year. You know, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Peter, um, we're talking, of course, a little bit generally earlier, the coronavirus. And, of course, if we think viruses more generally, I guess having a, a more healthy, robust, like that word, immune system is probably the, the way to go to, to, to make us as, as resilient as we can be. Yeah, look, absolutely, Mark. And I think, as we were saying, like the this virus, it, it, it is um, similar but different to the flu virus. And for some people, it is going to be very problematic. Um, so I think the more that the rest of us can do to have as healthy immune system as possible, the better. And also, it's a lot of common sense. It's like if you're concerned about um, getting the virus, like flu virus, for instance, like be really commonsensical. Wash your hands when you go out. These you know, viruses can stay on surfaces for, for hours, for, for hours to days after. You know what amazes me? Because we've been hearing a lot of this in the news. I mean, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Yeah. Uh, the fact that people aren't doing this bothers me. <laughs> that they aren't. The I mean, who place. the hell is not washing your hands? <laughs> you go to the bathroom or you pick your nose or whatever, you wash your hands. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, even without the big scary virus yeah, from China, yeah, yeah, it's not sure. that hard. For sure. And the other one, which I was actually glad to see come out, and it's the, the, the warning of, um, you know, hey, let's not shake hands. I've always thought that, I mean, I'm going to sound like a bit, you know, whatever here, but I mean, a more... That's your germ superhighway right there. <laughs> it is. Yeah. When you think about let's it, it's so Let's put true. your hand out. And yeah. I think I shook your hand when I came in And you in don't today. know where my hand's been, Peter. You've well, got likewise. no clue. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're saying the pat on the back is the way to go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll be, but we'll washing our hands, not... we're back to that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, common sense, keep, yeah. keeping away from, 
you know, places where the sick people are going to be hanging out. Yeah. You know, hospitals. Know hospitals. Yeah. yeah. All right. So lifestyle wise, now one of the one of the um, really big things that makes a massive difference with our immune system is sleep. Good quality sleep. Now there was a study done where they um, measured the natural killer cell levels in somebody. Um, they've got a baseline, and then the next night they restricted their sleep to six hours and only between a certain time. The next day, their level of natural circulating natural killer cells was 50% less than the day before. So if you're not sleeping well or if you have a bad night's sleep, mm. your immune system is going to be compromised the next day. That's amazing, isn't it? That's it a is. 50%, um, 50% so, difference. Right, so the message so far, wash your hands before you go to bed. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> And go to bed on your own. <laughs> we could try that anyway. Um, stress, <clears throat> you know, and again this year we're off the back of the, all the stress involved with the bushfires as well, which yeah. is still ongoing for so many people. Um, we really need to consciously try and make get a handle on our stress level. Lots of different ways we can do that, but getting a handle on our stress um, is just so, so, so important. Um, one study looked at loneliness increasing your risk of um, or the severity of colds and flu. <clears throat> so there's a lot of people out there that say not just stress, they found that loneliness was more um, immune compromising than smoking, obesity, and something else that just escapes me. So, yeah. so, so is, is, does, that, does it create its own stress or, or, is there some, or is it the other end where there is something more beneficial from being in the company of others? Um, I think it's a combination of things. Um, you know, loneliness is, you know, even even worse than stress from a health-compromising point of view. Um, obesity, like carrying extra weight, viral infections are more difficult to get rid of if you are carrying extra weight. So, um, you know, always uh, an important thing to try and get your weight management um, happening. Um, and, you know, diet as well, you know, having as healthy a diet as possible, you know, like as... A lot of our um, uh, fruit and veg, like a higher plant-based diet as possible, that's mm. where we've got a lot of our immune-enhancing chemicals from, is from the plants and the fruit and veg and salad-type foods that we eat. So, I've uh, got some supplements to get into. Before we do that, though, I guess if anyone has got some uh, some heightened concerns about it, um, is there some official advice that we can be undertaking there? Yeah, look, I think, I think things like this, like episodes like this really can cause a lot of fear and panic, particularly a lot amongst, um, you know, people that might be on their own or, you know. And so I think, and a lot of, so many people are suffering with like anxiety and stress these days. So I think um, there's a lot of good information available, a lot of good support. If you see a medical practitioner, they'll be able to help you, um, you know, understand what's going on and what more you can be doing about it. Um, and although for most people the this COVID-19 virus causes only mild illness it can make some people very ill and more rarely the disease can be fatal is is what we're seeing um so i think if you're concerned at all obviously speak to your medical practitioner about it and we really need to look after our older folk here you know both from a loneliness point of view but also just helping to keep them safe as well um and you know keep on top of you know where their health's up to as well so from a, um, an immune... Or the other thing to keep in mind is that it's currently winter in the northern hemispheres. So this is their, this is their flu and mm. cold and flu season as well, where we're still in the middle of summer. So we won't really know until we go down here, until we get into our cold and flu season. So for me, 
um, starting now to get your immune system a bit more robust and resilient. Hopefully it's burned out by the time we get to... But there's that possibility mm. as well. Like SARS, as I said, we haven't had an outbreak since or a flare-up since 2003. In terms of our immune system, though, we've covered so, diet, all that sort of stuff, some supplements that can sort of help give us a boost. Absolutely. So one of my favourites to take through winter is zinc and a zinc and vitamin C combination. Uh, zinc play a big, plays a big role in really boosting our immune system and helping to prevent viruses from replicating, etc. Vitamin C literally makes our white blood cells stand up and pay attention and you know, fight fight viruses more effectively. Um, echinacea, one of my favourite herbs from a preventative point of view. Um, I'll probably be starting my echinacea a bit earlier this year. I think I'll, you know, actually I've started, I've taken some this morning, so I'll probably just keep on that now through winter. Well, you have started early then. <clears throat> this yeah, morning. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so also things like um, there's a wonderful herb called andrographis, and andrographis is great from a preventative point of view. Um, but also from if someone does get a cold or flu. So if you're flying, you know, if you're traveling, you know, if you do have to travel, um, I would be doing, you know, starting on all this before you go and, you know, while you're away as well. Um, other herbs that really help from an immune system point of view are astragalus. And um, one, one section or area of natural medicine that's really getting some great research are the mushrooms, the different types of Chinese mushrooms that have been around for a long, long time and um, really show really deep, powerful, immune-enhancing sort of effects. Mushrooms um, are something that just comes up a lot in these types of discussions. Yeah, well, there's mm. been a lot of research and a lot more research coming up. So um, I've had patients in the past that were chronically just getting sick all the time and getting on to some decent mushroom formulas have really made a difference with them just not getting sick as frequently. So... Um, supplements are kind of like, um, you know, the secret weapon in really trying to keep your immune system a bit more boosted this year through our winter that's coming up. All right, Peter, lots uh, to, to see and do there. Obviously do the best for our immune system, and if anyone's got some other concerns, uh, reach out to their their doctors. Now, I know you're about to got an overseas trip coming up, so it'll be a bit yeah, of a... Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm a bit nervous about that now thinking about it. Not so much about, as I said... Getting sick, but um, coming back into the country, what that's going to be like if... So, yeah, so I might have to have a bit of a rethink about that. All right, well, uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and I'm sure uh, many more discussions down the road. An interesting health and wellbeing today. Peter Mullen, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you next Tuesday afternoon. Thank you very much, Mark. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.